Good day, dog lovers of Montana. My name is Indy Dubay, and today I'll be discussing the heroes and companions that we know as service dogs. To be more specific, I'll be talking about the first service dogs, different types of service dogs, and issues and challenges that disabled people with service dogs face in society today. Before we get into that, I'd like to introduce myself a little further and describe the connection I've always had with dogs. I've loved animals since I was a child, and one of the happiest days of my life was when we got our family dog, a chocolate lab named Lambo. As my connection with my dog grew, I became fascinated with the fact that dogs can be trained to completely change a person's life. I won't be going into full depth today, but I hope to give you a little more insight as to how important and remarkable service dogs really are. We as humans have been using dogs for assistance since 74 CE, during the Roman Empire, when a frieze was discovered depicting a blind man being led by his dog. Since then, there have been other instances of seeing-eye dogs, such as a scroll discovered in China dating back to 1250, showing a man being led by his dog, and a medallion made by the sculptor Leon Leone, depicting an old man with a seeing-eye dog that was found in Italy and thought to have dated back to 1561. Though there is evidence that humans used dogs for assistance throughout history, service dogs didn't gain popularity until World War I. Many veterans were left blind after World War I, mostly from mustard gas. Germany pioneered the use of seeing-eye dogs to help blind veterans in the aftermath of World War I, and by 1927, over 4,000 veterans were using seeing-eye dogs. One of the most prominent figures in service dog history was Dorothy Harrison Eustace. In 1921, Eustace moved to Switzerland with her husband, where they trained and bred German shepherds for civic duty. She also discovered a school that taught dogs to be, to be seeing eye dogs for blind vets, and soon became fascinated with the idea of training seeing eye dogs. In 1929, Eustace and her husband moved back to the U.S. and founded America's first seeing eye dog school, called the Seeing Eye. After then, service dogs quickly became popular among blind Americans. Though seeing-eye dogs were common in the U.S., after the 1920s, it wasn't until the 80s that dogs were used to assist people with other disabilities. In 1984, Dr. Bonita Berrigan, a world-renowned canine researcher and service dog advocate, was the first to propose that service dogs be used for people with other disabilities, such as physical disabilities and psychiatric disabilities. In 2010, the Department of Justice published new regulations regarding the ADA and service dogs. Under these guidelines, service dogs are defined as a dog that is trained to do work or perform tasks for people with a disability. Since the 80s, service dogs have been assisting people with a variety of disabilities. One of the most common types of service dogs that people know about are seeing eye dogs, who assist people with seeing disabilities. These dogs help their handlers perform everyday tasks, such as leading their handler through a busy area, stop at curbs and streets, and help their handler board buses, subways, and other forms of transportation. They are even trained to disobey their owner's commands if it would put their owner in danger. Another common type of service dog are mobility help dogs, who help people who need mo mobility assistance. They are trained to do tasks such as turning lights on and off, opening washers and dryers, helping a person in a wheelchair put on or take off a jacket, hand a clerk a credit card, and retrieve a ringing phone. Some guide dogs can even learn up to 90 different commands to help their owner. One of the larger categories of service dogs are psychiatric service dogs. These dogs help people struggling with autism, PTSD, anxiety, or depression. Before I continue, I'd like to clarify that psychiatric service dogs are not the same as therapy dogs or emotional support dogs. Psychiatric service dogs are trained to help with a person's specific disability and help them perform tasks that they would not ordinarily be able to do. 
Therapy dogs provide comfort to people in facilities such as hospice, schools, and disaster areas, and they are not trained to help with disabilities, and emotional support dogs provide comfort to their owners. Therapy dogs and emotional support dogs are not protected under the ADA and can't go to the same places and do the same things that service dogs can do. Psychiatric service dogs go through an extensive training program with their owner to cater to their owner's specific needs. Some of them are trained to sense when a person with a psychiatric disability is about to have an attack before the person even knows it. For example, a person with PTSD may often feel unsafe in public areas with a lot of people. Their service dog will be able to sense when their owner may start to feel uncomfortable and can lessen the symptoms by guarding their back, nuzzling their hand, or leaning on their leg. The last category of service dogs are alert dogs, which help people with severe allergies, epilepsy, or diabetes. They help their owners by smelling when an attack is about to happen and alerting their handlers so they can get to a safe place. For example, an epilepsy alert dog will bark when they smell the chemical that the brain releases before a seizure. This allows their handler to get to a safe place. Similarly, a diabetes alert dog can smell when their handler's blood sugar is too low or too high and can alert their owner. Alert dogs allow their owners to live without fear and are capable of saving lives. Now, you may be wondering which breeds of dogs have proven to be the most effective service dogs. Throughout the past several years, most prestigious service dog trainers have agreed that the best breeds for service dogs are German Shepherds, Labrador Retrievers, and Golden Retrievers because of their combination of intelligence, loyalty, and good-naturedness. However, I recently had the opportunity to have a conversation with Dee Dee Baker, founder and executive director of Dog Tag Buddies, a service dog training company located in Billings, Montana, where they train service dogs to assist veterans struggling with PTSD. At Dog Tag Buddies, they use rescue dogs, and Dee Dee explained that it doesn't matter which breed a dog is, but varies from dog to dog. It all depends on the dog's personality and how they react to new situations. The ideal service dog is calm under pressure, intelligent, focused, and resilient in new situations. Although service dogs help people with disabilities improve their quality of life, there are many people in society that don't understand the difference they really make on people's lives, and the main reason is fake service dogs. Lots of people simply buy a service dog vest so they can take their dog into places that pets aren't normally allowed, which may sound harmless but is actually very problematic. Ordinary dogs don't have the same level of training and discipline that service dogs are required to have to go into public places. Sometimes when people bring a fake service dog into public, it can misbehave, sometimes even attacking people. This is an issue because people who like this give real service dogs a bad reputation and make it more difficult for people who actually depend on their service dog to integrate normally into society. This leads to another problem, where some people assume that if you can't see a person's disability, then they must have a fake service dog. However, there are many people who have invisible disabilities, such as autism or epilepsy, who depend on their service dog. The bottom line is that fake service dogs can cause a lot of problems and should be eliminated in order for people with disabilities to lead the most fulfilling and normal lives possible. I hope you learned something interesting today. Thank you for listening.